We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Support for this podcast comes from Wild Turkey Kentucky Straight Bourbon Whiskey. Let's tune in to their one-on-one with Jamal, a real bartender from Old Fourth Ward in Atlanta. I really get into the backstory of whatever I'm pouring. Out of respect, there are literally years of experience behind these bottles. Wild Turkey, same recipe since 1942. If you want a true classic, this is what you want to order. Wild Turkey. Wild Turkey Distilling Company, Lawrenceburg, Kentucky. Copyright 2020, Campari, American, New York, New York. Never compromise, drink responsibly. So you would be, so like, let's say Brighton and Huddersfield, right? Like you would, you would rather take the likes of, you know, DePotra, uh, uh, Glenn Murray, Steve Mounier, if he plays for some strange yeah, reason. Give, give me Moy over Hatterjanage or, uh, you know. Shane, Shane Duffy. Duffy. Yeah. Well, Shane, 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 Shane Duffy's Duffy actually been good. very good. Yeah. <laughs> I take that back. This is the Fantasy Soccer Podcast from RotoWire.com, your premier source for fantasy sports. For player news, rankings, projections, and the best fantasy soccer stats around, please visit RotoWire.com slash soccer. And now, here are Mike Gottlieb and Andrew Laird. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the RotoWire Fantasy Soccer Podcast. I am your host, and with me, as always, is Andrew Laird. Andrew, I don't know whether to say, uh, you know, welcome back to this podcast, or if I should just apologize for being back. One of the two is applicable. Um, uh, basically, uh, it's been a while, so uh, thank you for having uh, having me back on and uh, hosting this uh, these shenanigans with you. I'm not sure um, you even said your name. Oh, I, I guess I'm Mike Gottlieb. Uh, it's one of the many things that I don't remember since being in four <laughs> countries in two and a half weeks. And you, <laughs> who am I? Where am I? What time is it? All things that are relative when you're gone for that long. To be honest, I think you greatly undersold the travel. Like being in four countries, it's like, oh, he went to uh, Mexico, Belize, uh, <laughs> you know, Jamaica and the Dominican Republic. Like you went it on was, a cruise. It, it, it wasn't a cruise. Yeah, it, that's was, what it uh, sounded like. Yeah, so technically I was in five, but I'm not going to – anyway, I ba- I flew from New Jersey, which is in this country, I guess. Um, and And then I, uh, I landed in Hong Kong for a couple of hours, and then I went to Thailand for a couple of days, then Malaysia for a couple of days, and then uh, India for close to a week, then back to the United States for uh, two days, and then to Colombia for four days, and then back to the United States and – yeah. Like who makes uh, that trip and counts in countries and not continents? <laughs> I mean, it's only two, th- three continents. Yeah. Yeah. It's not like there are a hundred continents, Mike. <laughs> it's true. Limited supply. It's true. I got to fly over the North Pole. That was fun. Oh, that is fun. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, they, they made an announcement which Why? pissed everybody off because <laughs> everyone was trying to sleep. <laughs> where? How does that go into the trip i don't get it from where to where 
So the first from Newark to Hong Kong, because, you know, the earth is smaller up there, right? To go east and I'd like to go like, yeah. around the world laterally. Yeah. I didn't realize it was like so, you would go that far north, but absolutely. And then you go all the way back down south. To yeah. Hong yeah. Kong. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. No. And then the flight back from India is but you, there's no good way to get back. So yeah. Both, yeah, it's about as far from, as you can go. The trip both from ways. New York to Hong Kong took the same amount of time as from Delhi, India to the United oh, States, sheesh. both of which nonstop those two. Wow. Long, long flight. It's like, I think it was like the seventh, uh, 15 and a half hours. That's actually like faster than I longest, expected. I think it's the seventh longest flight. That's nonstop. Whew. It's amazing what we can do these days. Yeah, I do appreciate the miracle of 400 people traveling 500 miles an hour for 15 straight hours. Yeah, that's crazy. 35,000 feet. Yeah. yeah. We did it. <laughs> yes, we did. Uh, we can accomplish anything if you put our minds to it. But right. I know you had a topic that you wanted to lead off with as well. I did. That's not my traveling. Yes, I did. Uh, firstly, thank you to those who have reached out to us about our lack of podcasting over the last few weeks. Uh, I think people were genuinely concerned that something happened to you because I've continued to be doing some uh, DFS and MLS podcasts. So um, Mike's back. Don't worry. We're back. Um, yeah. But one, kind of one of the funny things that you said to me earlier today was as we were talking about how long it's been since we podcasted, your kind of off the cuff comment, which I completely agreed with and thought was accurate, was nothing's changed like really when you when i mean we've had so if you roll revert roll changes and some injuries but like all of the players that we kind of liked a month ago last i don't even remember when we last po uh, podcasted but we it was of, right when liverpool was entering its tough fixture list yeah yeah which uh, <laughs> is actually a very good lead-in to my question here yeah um, because i was going to brag on twitter a bit uh, and I decided against it because I would just do it here. But uh, <laughs> I, when I dropped Mohamed Salah in week three, uh, I tweeted about how I did that for Eden Hazard, and people were telling me how crazy it was. Salah is a not me. Uh, no, not you. You're right. Um, you know he's matchup proof. How could you? You know you're going to lose so much ground. And I've literally gained. Um, I have my green check marks or you know up arrows for every week since I dropped him. That does include a wild card, which I tossed him before the wild card and I didn't bring him into my wild card team. Um, but it made me think that if you played a format, uh, let, let's say you played starting 11 every week, there really isn't a single player that you would play every week. Like, Salah is matchup proof when you have him in FPL because, like, obviously you're not going to bench him for the matchup, you know, at Man City or at Tottenham, something like that. Like, you're you're obviously going to play him because you have him, but but it, the investment is there. Um, and so, I started wondering if if there are truly any players in the Premier League that, if given the entire pool of players every week you would actually play every week. Is there one? Uh, and if so, who, you know, is, is there one? Is it f three? Like not, who? It's not many. Um, would you consider Salah one? I mean, I do, um, even still. Um, now, probably because there's like not as many people on him, but his fixture list looks pretty good right now. So, But, but the, the, the point is, and obviously many people played him in FPL because they had him through this tough stretch. Yeah. Um, I obviously did not, but I didn't specifically because of that tough stretch. And so that in itself, to me, he is not matchup proof. And I was trying to think of, are there any players? Eden Hazard was the first one that came to my mind only because I, I chose him over Salah, but a lot of that was because the fixtures were better. Benjamin Mendy, um, when he's healthy? I guess. I benched him against Liverpool. That didn't work out. And that was a mistake. Right. <laughs> um, but I don't think it, nobody... It's not, nobody the answer played. is not many. It's not many. Yeah. I mean, a lot of people... I mean, I want to know if may argue answer. Harry Kane, but I, I'm going to argue against that because he's too much like, you'll get five in a game and then not score for yeah. a while. I'm, I'm wondering if, if the answer is greater than zero. 
Well, Eden Hazard to me is pretty matchup proof. Okay. Um, I think Sergio Aguero <laughs> might be too. I think, I mean, the only thing that I can take from like, you know, watching the Premier League from abroad without much like pressure on focusing on fantasy for anything is, I How mean, enjoy- Andre. <laughs> <laughs> no, not that. No, actually, I really missed this. Okay. Um, I just missed talking about it. I don't care about the actual, like, how my team performed or mm-hmm. anything. I don't miss that at all. But um, Andre Sherla has been pretty um, consistent, <laughs> at least from sure. what I've seen. Yeah, but you're not going to – I mean, I, I'm, I'm – He's not the, matchup proof. Yeah, I'm in the I boat mean, of if you if the entire player pool is available to you every week and starting 11 isn't quite that because it's a daily format, but effectively – on the, those days you can play anybody. Um, I just was curious if you thought anybody was like truly matchup proof. Not really. I mean, you can, you can make the argument for maybe goalkeepers. Uh, hmm. Maybe like once upon a time, right? Like when we talked about like, like last year, Lucas Fabianski's save numbers, right? I mean, in fact, you like them better against good teams. And then when he plays against bad teams, you might get a clean sheet. And the only, the only, I mean, that's the closest category that may have more than one in it. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, Alice, uh, Alice on this year has been great. Yep. Um, cause Liverpool have only let up what, like two goals at home. Uh, I think it's zero at home. The no, two were that... in the champions league though. Weren't they? Oh yeah. Yeah. I, I'm not sure what it is in the Premier League. I thought, yeah, I, I, thought it, I saw that was two. No, I think it's zero. But like well, Ederson's not... been really good. Ederson has been good. He's my goal. He's, I mean, actually, you know, look, what's your overall oh. rank in FPL? So far, let's give a quick update since it's um, week ten. I am one hundred and forty-seven thousand two thirty-five. I'm twice as I'm two times better than you. Really? <laughs> I'm forty-eight thousand eight twenty-six. Wow, Mike! Look at I you. Five, I have five hundred and seventy-one points. Uh, I just clicked out. I'm at a five forty-six. Yeah. How about that? Yeah. See what happens when you care. Although you've been gone, so maybe not. Well, no, no, that's not true. I've changed my captaincy. I didn't make okay. any subs, but I've changed my captaincy around. Okay. Um, so, I mean, it was Mohamed Salah once. It was Eden Hazard, I think, every other time. But mm-hmm. I did have to change it back twice. Mm-hmm. I get it. Um, yeah, I mean, that, that was the – I mean, you know what's really funny is trying to wake up at like 2 in the morning to watch a Premier League game. Yeah, that is kind of funny. <laughs> or uh, or the 7.30 game started at 7.30 at night in Malaysia. That was, huh. you know, primetime viewing. Fun. You know, just little little quirks like that. India, you can't ever watch it. It's just, but actually, you know what? You know what else was funny? Uh, apparently, pay per view is only like a pay per thing in the United States. In other countries, you just watch it live. It's just on. When I was in like, India, it, it, like uh, it was Sony ESPN. That was the uh, that was the channel in India. Um, and I was just watching, uh, the Conor McGregor could really? fight. Huh. just, it was just on, it was, just it was on. like eight in the morning. It was just eight in the morning and on. And, and Interesting. you know, I got to see all the undercard fights. I was like, wait, is this, I'm like, is this happening now? And then yeah. it says live in the top. I'm like, where's the previously recorded thing that's fleshing? It's just pay-per-view is only a thing in this country. Yeah. And that's why, and did you turn your like, uh, cell phone onto Facebook live to be like a Reddit stream person? Like that's how we get, no, no, okay. no, just check. no. No, uh, I mean, what like, the one thing I didn't like about India is the ESPN India site has a really pervasive cookie that even when I got back to the United States, it would automatically redirect me to the India site. Wow. So I check fantasy football from the website. I couldn't do anything. Interesting. Oh, this. The, anyway, back to this fantasy football. I couldn't check this team either. Uh, like, I, I like the ESPN version of their yep. fantasy soccer. that They've gone. I couldn't check it because huh. it's not a thing in India, really. Silly. <sighs> it's a. We're we're weird world out there. All right, so back to back to the Premier League, right? So I mean, when we talk about Ederson and Allison, um, I mean they've been great um, as far as you know. Are they matchup proof? I don't know if goalies can be considered matchup proof when they can be so replaceable. Um, you know what I mean, it's like you, 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 even Joe Hart for a week can be at um, you know Ederson. Even Joe Hart, I, I don't. Ever for one week, that, but... for literally one week, I, I, I did it. It was in week two or something like that. I guess, I think. I guess. when City played Arsenal. No, that was week one. I think it was in. I forgot. City had a tough matchup early in the season, and I played Joe Hart, and he got this me season some, twelve points. Yeah, no, Burnley, not City. Burnley, excuse me. Yeah, yeah. well, I mean, yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean, that's fine. I guess, but like, I'm not sure. No, I'm so out. one. I'm out on that. So one thing I noticed on Twitter when I was away is there is a lot of people who love Ryan Frazier. Mm-hmm. 
I mean, a lot of people, and I'm just like, okay, fine. Um, but we look at now, you know, we look at the fixture list of Burnmouth now. I mean, this week it's fine. They get Fulham away, which is an amazing. But Fulham can't about as good as Fulham, he gets. Yeah, yeah. Fulham can't stop a nosebleed. Mm-hmm. Um, they haven't fired their manager yet. It's going to happen soon. Um, but after that, I mean, they, I think they have City and they have United and Arsenal in the ne- three of the next four. Yeah, it's uh, after that. United at home at Newcastle, Arsenal at home at Man City. Yeah, I, I mean, that's Not great, that's, Bob. So for me, right, you know, with my two free transfers, I'm definitely looking to ship out Callum Wilson to see okay. if I can. After this you know, especially week. Well, after this week, mm-hmm. yes. Um, and... Yeah, I'm looking. I'm looking at the people who are available. Um, it's not good. Mitrovic. Not, uh, he's too expensive. I don't have that oh. much. I don't have that much. I, I only have four in the bank. Right, point four in the bank right now. So that would get me to six six, and that's not going to get me Mitrovic. You're right. Not after his hat trick on Saturday. No, exactly. So I mean, I've been thinking like you know, you know, if there was, I mean, the one thing I was really banking on was that someone from Newcastle would emerge as the striker because I really like their Newcastle's fixtures coming up. Yep. And no one, no one, no one's emerged. Not really. Yeah. Danny now, Ings is your answer. Well, I have Danny Ings already. Oh my God. <laughs> remember, remember, this is a team That's that right. has three strikers that where Callum Wilson's the most expensive. Right, right, right. I've Raul Jimenez, Callum Wilson. Oh, I was going to say Jimenez yeah. is another option. That's funny. <laughs> no, yeah, he is, but he isn't. He yeah. also doesn't have great fixtures coming up. He has no, Tottenham and Arsenal in yeah. the next uh, two of the next three weeks. But the one guy who I have identified, um, and this is going to sound really terrible because it's me saying it, it's Glenn Murray. Ooh. He has great fixtures yeah. coming up and i don't think mo i don't think many people are scrolling this far down on the forwards list um, he's more expensive than wilson i know <laughs> he's 0.4 more expensive but his fixture list and brighton's in general you know i don't think there's anyone else you'd really want from brighton but it's uh you know wolves at home who haven't been tremendous to be fair um everton away cardiff away lester at home and huddersfield away yeah that's I mean that if you're looking for a budget striker to replace Callum Wilson, I, that might be it. Just because he takes penalties, let alone anything else, you know he's actually shown some depth finishing uh, in recent weeks. Mike, I'm I'm not going to fight you on this one. <laughs> I think you're right. I I I have I have I've I've come back wiser. Yeah, I mean he will never <laughs> sniff my roster, but sure, if you're going to play that game, go right ahead. I was going to well, say I, I like um. Ali Reza Jahanbash has been playing a lot more recently, but I think it's partially because Pascal Gross is out, and Gross I, should be back fairly soon, uh, possibly this weekend. But yeah, that, uh, Jahanbash other... is actually a midfielder, which yeah. obviously takes him out of the uh, conversation. Yeah. I mean, the one other call-out that I wanted to make is if you're looking for a budget midfielder because, you know, Philip Billing is great at 4.5, but he's not doing anything for yeah, you nothing. on your bench. Um, it's a guy I know you like. Um, at least, at least, maybe not in this scoring format, but you definitely liked him in other scoring formats. Kennedy, four point nine. Yeah, I do love, do love a Kennedy. So Kennedy, <laughs> Southampton away. This is for Newcastle's fixture list in the next five. Southampton away, Watford at home, Burnmouth at home, Burnley away, and West Ham at home. Perfect. That sounds uh, great. That, that, that's why I've been waiting. I'm like, oh man, please let there be a Newcastle forward that I want. No. Yeah. Even Richie and <laughs> Shelby have been really good. Not well, again, well, especially not in especially format. in fan track scoring. Yes. Yeah. Uh, I, I, I said it before I left. Right. The guys you need to pick up are, you know, you need to pick. I, I said uh, we said Kennedy, John Joe Shelby, Jamal Lachelles. Those are the three Lachelles. guys. I have no Lachelles, Lachelles. No, I'm just Lachelles. saying I had no interest in their defense. But um, you do know Frazier is the second highest scoring midfielder, right? Fine. Okay. I'm just saying, like, <laughs> he's been you were great. like, I haven't I, been high on him. Like, I have. He's more than Salah, more than Sterling, I know, Mane. I know. Literally everybody but Eden Hazard. I know. I will be. I will just. I will miss that train this okay. year. I, that's why I'm forty nine thousand and not four thousand. Fair enough. You know, I I, I don't I can't catch believe the you're that tra- high. That's crazy. Yeah, right. <laughs> I mean, well, the, the key With this is this ridiculous lineup you had. Well, the key is is that I invested more in defense and midfield. Mm-hmm. You know, Trippier, uh, uh, Trippier. Uh, I almost called him Trippier, just because <laughs> also all the announcers abroad call him Trippier. 
Uh, Trippier, Mendy, uh, Marcus Alonso, mm-hmm. and Andrew Robertson. Like that's a world beater f- defensive four. Mm-hmm. You know, th- not a hole in there. And then you know, it's, uh, I, I have gotten nothing out of two thirds of this midfield since I wild carded to it. But Sadio Mane, Mohamed Salah, and Hazard. Uh, you know, I don't have to choose between Salah and Hazard. I have them both every week. Mm-hmm. That's why the reason why I don't need forwards is because I have two of them. Yeah. Actually, I, I should have three of them in my midfield, but I've really only gotten production from one. Yeah, uh, it's frustrating. Uh, and Callum Wilson's been amazing. Yep. It, it, what's funny is is the second highest score for you know for someone under seven in price is Joshua King. Yeah, for forwards. So both of them have been great. Mm-hmm. My so. Joshua King, my Nabby Kate over Joshua King has looked amazingly stupid. My God, was I wrong about that? <laughs> well, it doesn't help. Benji Wade, you were right. My bad. Doesn't help. It doesn't help that one got hurt. Bravo. It, I'm not sure it would have even mattered. I was just way too high on Kata, and Benji was much smarter than me on that one. Yeah, and I uh, in the, in our in our draft league that we have together, right? Our FPL draft league. I mean, I have K- I have Kata in that league, and I haven't dropped him yet. I haven't you used should, him, but yeah, I haven't dropped him. I know I should, but there's look who's available. There's no one there. <laughs> I, I I mean I, I picked up Yarmolenko and that's been great. Yeah. The good thing is he's only out for the entire season. Exactly. Yeah. He's only and now because like so you know I've put in a so I mean I have to replace at least one midfielder right and I'm not going to find two of them in the waiver wire in an 11 team league. Not going to happen. Mm. You know it's just and I, I forgot what place I'm in in this league. I'm just going to check really quickly. Uh, that's not a way to do it. I think it's the league link. I'm in sixth now. Damn it, I dropped two places. <laughs> Ross Barkley is available. Pass. So is Kovacic. I looked at that already. Oh. <laughs> Those are not good players for this scoring format. No. My team my team got off to a hot start. I was in second, I think, for a week, and then, you know, just kind of fell downhill because, you know, my team's not very good. <laughs> I remember right after the draft, I have no forwards in this league is my problem. Arnautovic, Iheanacho, and Rondon still. I have Firmino, Ings, and Ayu. Not exactly world beaters right now. Yeah, it's, not, it's pretty good though. Firmingo is really the only Firmingo. That, that for Firmingo, that's the only. That's, that, I have that, Salah that's, that's, that's why I'm dropping so much. Yeah, I have Sane, who's finally started to start, and uh, James Madison. So oh, hey, do you want do you want James Madison? I do. I always do. I know. I'd be willing to. Well, you don't have any forwards. You're not going to help me. <laughs> you have Rondon. You love Rondon. Yeah, I do. I, I do. The problem is, I do. That's, but anyway, I, a live uh, uh, negotiation right here for all the listeners. Yeah, all right. You oh, know me. Try. I like. I like we public. Uh, we can try, but I don't think we're good trade partners. You don't have the position I want, and you're not just going to trade me a better midfielder for James Madison. That's not. That's not how this works. I'll trade you a worse one for him. I bet you would. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, the only thing I can think of is if you had a, a defender that I want, but I have Kyle Walker, Doherty, or Doherty from Wolves. I don't know how you pronounce these things. And Luke Shaw and Antonio Valencia when he comes back from his, and I quote this from the site, dental problems. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oral surgery. Yeah, well, I never knew it was a dental problem. <laughs> like he has a bad dentist. Oh, oh, oh. I see what you're saying. <laughs> That's not the illness. Right. Dental right. problem, 75% right. chance. He's an anti-dentite, and that's his problem. He's, an, he's a rabid anti-dentite. Why don't trust him? Oh, my God. I'm just so happy that you're making a kind of pop culture reference. I mean, it's like 20-year-old pop culture. More like 30 now. 30 now, yeah. <laughs> I've actually been watching a lot of... Uh... <laughs> comedians in cars getting coffee so i'm, I'm oh yeah that's excited. that's good that's good it's really good. just remember one of the last episodes of seinfeld was when the internet started taking mm-hmm. off mm-hmm. yeah that's such a gotcha. i gotta get on that internet yeah. <laughs> famously said cosmo kramer mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, what are we talking about soccer uh yeah <laughs> something like that uh, I saw you tweeted something in Spanish, which of course I had to bone up on going to Colombia uh-huh. and yes. about Miguel Almiron. Uh, Almiron. Okay. Almiron, yeah. Yeah, and uh, he's leaving the friendly confines of Mercedes Benz Stadium, going to supposedly, uh, supposedly going to some some place in Tottenham. Right. Yeah. Well, the irony is that there was like a tweet that went viral a month ago that he signed with Arsenal. 
Yeah, I and saw that. Everyone too. was like, "Yeah, it's done deal," and then it was like a very much not a done deal. And now Tottenham have come in. And uh, were you the one that said, "Now we know Erickson's leaving"? Yep. Which is hilarious because Almiron. <laughs> I mean, Almiron is very, very good, but he is like not <laughs> not even close. Premier League good. Yes, I know that. Yeah. I know that it's either that or he's a complete waste. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it could be Eric Lamella's downfall now, but that I, they, they don't, I was yeah. really joking about Christian Erickson. It's yes, not, of course. But, you know, Eric Lamella's place might be in jeopardy. Maybe um, uh, it's not, but <laughs> maybe Sissoko. Yeah. <laughs> not, not, that's, I mean, that's where he's going to be on the bench, just firmly planted. Well, the funny thing is that everybody, um, I, uh, who was it? I think it was Luis Pacheco made the joke to me when he was going to go to Arsenal that he was going to be an Arsenal legend and be the next Joel Campbell, where he would just go six straight years on loan. Like, that's, uh, I don't know. Speaking of that. people, speaking of people we know, hold on a second. Did I read it correctly while I was away that someone on this podcast network won a lot of money? Yes. On DraftKings? Yes. Did Jordan, you guys talk about it? Uh, a little bit. It wasn't in soccer. That's why we didn't talk about it that much. But Jordan, yeah, Jordan Cooper won $100,000 playing uh, NBA. Basketball, right? Yeah. He's had a few five-digit wins, but he has never had a six-digit until then. His taxes must be so fun. I mean, it's All a those simple 98 G's. Yeah, I think it's a 1099 actually. It's a 10. Wait, it, that's independent income. Yeah. What else would it be? Well, he has, doesn't he have to get taxed on the gaming portion of it. Like if you win a lot of money in a casino. Uh, I don't think it works that way. No. Oh, then never mind. I should probably learn that before. Anyway, uh, <laughs> I should probably learn before you go out and win. Hundred thousand. Lots of money. Yeah, yeah, I should learn those things. Yeah. Uh, anyway. So we go da- so we go back to the the Premier League here. Um, you know, a team that has a lot of ownership on it. You know, the likes of Harry Kane, um, the the, uh, the likes of Karen Trippier, for example, or Hugo Lloris, who's been really good. Um, so in the next fi- in the next five, right? Uh, Tottenham face City this this upcoming week on a Monday night, which yep. is just infuriating. Why? Uh, and then they also have Chelsea and Arsenal in the next five. Why is it infuriating they play on Monday? Because that's the best game of the week, and I just want to be able to see it. So see it. What's the problem here? DVR? Yeah. Uh, you, yeah, exactly. Yeah, because, you know, Twitter's not a thing. Are you one of those people that, like, has to not know what happened in a sporting event to then watch it? It, it lessens the experience, right? I agree like, with you. The point of this is, like, it's an adult soap opera, and you're not supposed to know what happens next. Um. Or not an adult. No, I mean, all soap operas are adult. It's a male soap opera. that, that It's go. a soap opera catered to males that, uh, mm. you know— mm. But it is. You're right. Thank you. Um, <laughs> so what? Sorry. So what were you saying about Tottenham? That they have three uh, three really tough fixtures in the next five. Oh yeah. You know, is it something? Where, I mean, we talked about like no one's matchup proof, right? So I mean, are you going to start? You know, it, let's say if you had Harry Kane, would you shuffle him out now? Ahead um, of the city fixture? Yeah, I would. The real one is that I have Trippier. Yeah. Like, do you uh, sit Trippier? I'm fine playing Tottenham at Arsenal. So it's really just home against Chelsea, which I might be okay with. And then this weekend, or Monday, excuse me, um, I don't think I'll really drop him only because yeah. I'm playing one of my two crappy midfielders or Aaron Wan-Bissaka. Yeah. Yep, yep, yep. Yeah, totally. Yeah, exactly. No one's playing Aaron Wan-Bissaka. He's just the permanent bench. He's like the Phil Billing of defenders. Well, now I mean, now... Palace's next five, or really next four, excuse me. Brutal. Arsenal home, Chelsea away, Tottenham home, Manchester United away. <laughs> the, uh, to be fair, those first three fixtures, they don't leave home. Uh, no, at Chelsea. At Chelsea. No, no, no. I meant like this, the city oh, of London. London. Right? So um, like they have to get to stay in their own homes, in their, you know, be with their families. Like, do we know? Do they do that? I don't even know. Maybe they yeah, stay at the true. hotel. <laughs> Manchester United does it for home games. <laughs> it's true. It's true. Jose Mourinho doesn't even own property. He right. just so stays he doesn't in the have to walk half a mile to Old Trafford in the traffic. Yeah, <laughs> everything is so relative. It's I, a tiny I was going to say, as somebody who like grew up in New York and just naturally happened to walk everywhere, they're like, "You have to walk a, whole, a half mile to the stadium." I'm like, "Half a mile? Like, <laughs> it's like a it's, six minute walk." 
Yeah, well, you know, when the clouds come down and, you know, touch the grass, in, as it does in northern England, yeah, <laughs> you <on>. know, <laughs> walking is just not very fun. Anyway, um, so with Tot- like, so you know, if you're looking for, uh, like, you know, if you're looking for people to replace Kieran Trippier with, you know, someone who a lot of people liked in the beginning of the season, and I think that he's going to make a, a, a little comeback now because he he has cooled off, is Jose Holibas. Yeah. Because 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 Watford have a good fixture list at least in the next three, uh, taking Huddersfield at home, Newcastle away, and Southampton away. I mean that's not going to scare you. Yeah, I mean you uh, never it, have it, to sell me on Jose Holibus. You do for me, uh, because I think I know, but it just, sounds like you're trying to sell me on him. I've had him oh, all yeah, season. That's true. I'm really just giving a public service announcement for the other people that may not be you or me that actually li- we know at least four people listen to this podcast. Yeah. Yeah, or at least every so often they check their whether their podcasts yeah. are updating. They or yeah, <laughs> specifically to see if my name is on it, right? Because <laughs> they know your name's going to be on it. Right. Exactly. Anyway, exactly. Um, that makes me feel actually really special. So uh, for Watford, um, you know, a couple of options. You know, Jose Holibas is going to be one um, from the from the forward side, right? You know, I think you were either you were or maybe it was Wallen. Somebody was a big Andre Gray fan at the beginning of the season. Definitely um, yeah, well, Andre Gray and uh, and I think yeah, both both of them missed last week, right? So it was both uh, Troy Deeney and um, and Andre Gray missed last week, and it was Isaac's success and somebody else, and it was ugly. Uh, <laughs> um, yeah, I mean they're not. I mean they played well. I mean Etienne Capu scored, which is you know yeah. of course when there's no forwards around, Etienne Capu scores. And Jacore got two assists. Two assists. That's right. Those two guys, the center of the midfield, just did everything. Like what? Come on. Come on. The worst <laughs> um, part about that was uh, it was, success started with De La Feu, who I don't love that much in this format. But um, the two guys behind them and in front of Decore and Capu, I do like, which are Will Hughes and Roberto Pereira. And yep. Pereira scored the second one. Uh, correct. Yes. Uh, like I would much rather those guys than Decore yep. or Capu. Yep. So I have Will Hughes in my FPL team. I right? just saw so. that. That's nice work. Although again, he's not like I've had, I've had him for a while. Yeah, yeah he's much better in fan tracks than he is FPL. Yeah, I mean, so I, I mean, I originally used, um, you know, I originally used the four three three and kept Hughes out, you know, with this lineup. But this week, I'm pretty sure, uh, I don't know, I, I may have to go four four two and take Raul Jimenez out, who plays against. Well, he plays against Brighton. I, I don't yeah, know. Yeah, that's not bad. It's not terrible. I mean, Ings Wilson. It, 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 actually, that's a good question. You know, would you rather start Will Hughes, Raul Jimenez, or Danny Ings? I mean, I'm not, most people don't have all three of those, but they may be deciding between two. Yeah. Um, Ings is against somebody Ings. not that great this week, right? Correct. They play Newcastle at home. Right. Yeah, I play Ings, definitely. Yeah. I didn't think about it. Yeah. And I would it's... put Jimenez behind. Why don't you start both Jimenez and Ings? Yeah, no, that, that's that, that's the. I mean, yeah, oh, that, I, mean, that's I, I was yeah. I was thinking about doing four four two and leaving like Raul Jimenez out, but yeah, because you know Will Hughes, Will Hughes playing at home against Huddersfield, that's pretty, it's pretty juicy. Um, I guess, I guess he. I mean, he's just not like the full on attacker. I, I agreed, fully agreed, but I don't know. It's, it's one of the rare times where you can actually get a good spot start out of a Watford player. Mm-hmm. Watford's got a few good guys that are worthy. I just think yeah, whole of this is first. Correct. I think he's going to be the first first name on people's list. Like if you're replacing Karen Trippier, and you'll be able to get some budget that way as well. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Just because of the price. Yep. <sighs> yeah, really. I, 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 I'm coming back to the off the cuff comment, which really wasn't to be. I'm going to come clean. It wasn't off the cuff. I really prepared that <laughs> one actually. <laughs> like I was, I was, I was looking, I was watching the games and paying attention to the games while I was while I was abroad. And I'm like, man, nothing has changed. Yeah, <laughs> like everything is like really, really consistent. And I was, just, and I, and I, and I watched the next week and I had it written down. I'm like, what's changing? Nothing. The answer was still nothing. Yeah, I mean, it seems like at this point, I mean, the season's underway. Like, really, the only big change would be if somebody big got hurt, and even. Even then, it kind of depends who it is. Like, if Aguero gets hurt, we just know that it'll probably be Jesus or, you know, the, the Man City attack doesn't change much. Like, Kevin De Bruyne came back, uh, or he will this weekend. He was back for the Champions League. But, like, correct. 
I'm not sure that really changes anything of the Man City players in terms of those we were considering for FPL. Like you have Bernardo Silva, like his opportunity playing time maybe a little lower. David Silva, right? It was like they all kind of were subject to playing time issues anyway, and so it's not like you have a guy who you were relying on as a regular starter, and now it's like De Bruyne's back, so he's not going to play anymore. Gundogan, like people who have him in FPL, and he's he's been hurt anyway, but it's like that you knew that was going to happen at some point. Yeah, my EFSA team uh, going to a different scoring format really quickly. (laughs) Um, Just. Well, you, my, you slaughtered me this past weekend. Well, that's because me that all I of my again. players are finally back. Yeah, <laughs> not even De Bruyne didn't even play. Yeah, I know. Uh, yeah, you still well, killed I, me. I, I haven't I, checked my I, team. I made in the weeks, last so second I'm... switch of switching out De Bruyne for Etienne Capu, and that just no that way. that's a, that's terrible. Get out of here. Ugh. <laughs> it's true. Ugh. It's the truth. That's how bad my team is. I was so excited to get Gabriel Jesus for a dollar, and he is yes, just a total waste. I have him. Uh, well, so we did. Uh, so we, not you, uh, but a, a couple of people in the um, Premier League community, six of us, um, we did a total football league, which is the NFL plus the Premier League. And we have basically we play two matchups a week, one in each sport, and they combine the total. So you can go one and one in a week. Um, and actually, that's not true. That's not how we're doing it. Actually, you, you, you combine the total points from both. That's how we that's how we're doing it. So you get you get points for you know each game week, you know, so for each week in the NFL and then each game week, you can add the two together and you play against one person. Whoever has the most between the 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 cumulative sum of the two sports wins that week. Yeah. Safe to assume this is just one giant Google spreadsheet. Uh, I don't know. Uh, I just know. <laughs> I, well, it's in two fan tracks leagues and then I think someone just keeps track of it outside of fan tracks. OK. But um, but on that team, I have Gabriel Jesus just because it's a six-team league. So I'm like, oh, I can keep Gabriel Jesus on my bench just in case he ever plays. It still hasn't happened. Yeah. It's, uh, <laughs> it's just annoying. It, it is very annoying. Um, no, but my core three players that I was banking on this season of Kevin De Bruyne, Mohamed Salah, and Anthony Martial, you know, they kind of look like they're all playing now. Yeah. I hope so. Because I really like Martial. Yeah, I do too. Uh, I I can't stand it that you know his best game of the season comes against Chelsea, yeah. in a game that could have ended Jose Mourinho. Yeah. <laughs> um. Yeah. No. Uh, I, I mean, spe- I mean, speaking of those two teams, you know, it's just weird to me that you, like you like on a Jose Mourinho led team, you're just not excited for the defensive options. Like I invested heavily in Manchester United defense, and it has paid off nothing. Hmm. In my season-long leagues, like right. you know, I had Eric, I had a lot of shares of Eric Bailly. I had a lot. I have a lot of shares of Luke Shaw, and I have a couple of shares of Antonio Valencia. And it's just been I, I've dropped Bailly everywhere. Yeah. Which you know, it's, it's especially in a league where there's a salary cap, and you paid like twenty or what well, was a cap on the. Um, yeah, there's a salary cap that involved the option, right? So in the F's, in the EFSA auction, Bayi was one of my most expensive players, and that has been a disaster. Mm-hmm. And it's just weird to me that a Jose Mourinho team has a bad defense. You can say what you will about the fact that when Jose teams go south, they just can't score, but they usually They're can usually, defend. Yeah. It's just, you know, in David De Gea, it, I mean, what a nightmare mm-hmm. scenario that is, right? Mm-hmm. He's the mo- is he still the most expensive goalkeeper? In FPL, I doubt it. Um, I don't think anyone's climbed plus point five yet, right? Like I don't think that's happening. Um, like it's just it's like, like what I'm sorry, saying is it's just, it's a real no. You're fine. It's just a really ugly scenario, and it's just it's just hard. It, it's really really hard to actually fathom that the that, you know and that and that a Chelsea team you're excited about the offense. <laughs> well, that's what, more like, you what then. has the world what has the world come to? Well. If I told you that you were really excited, like nine weeks ago, if I was like going into game week 10, you're going to actually be really high on the Chelsea attack. You would have fully expect Murata to be like great, right? Now you wouldn't just say like, oh, it's just Hazard. You would have to assume Murata is playing really well. Or a forward, Drew. I, I, I tweeted this after the game against United. The best target men 
for Chelsea were Antonio Rudiger and David Luiz. Yeah. That's not good. I, I'm, I'm just saying, if we told if if the thought was Chelsea's going to be really good in the attack, I don't think you're like, oh, that must mean Giroud is playing really well. Well, for Giroud to play well, it doesn't necessarily translate to FPL points. No, 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 no. no. I, but I don't even mean FPL points, although that does come with it when you're talking about a forward for a team that typically is scoring typically. a lot. That's typically how. But it I just works. don't. I I think that. That would be most people's first thought um, two months ago. If I said Chelsea is one of the higher scoring teams in the league, you'd be like, oh, Murata must, they, Murata must have figured it out. Sorry, figured out how to use Murata. But that's actually not the answer at all. You know what's really weird? If I told you that David De Gea has more total points than both Ederson and mm-hmm. Alisson, would you believe me? Um, is that actually right? Because I'm looking it, at their price, uh, and I didn't think that was right. It's not right. I don't know what that number is. Oh, that number is not. Ederson is, that, is the highest scoring player. At okay, that's what I thought. But I, I thought this. I thought the second column on the on the site was always points. And I guess it's not. <laughs> I don't know what this number is then. It is kind of a weird. <laughs> I could have sworn it was points. I'm like, is that it, that can't be right? Do you know what it is? It's the round number. Of their price, it's the ten times. It's a ten multiple of it. That is the dumbest thing yeah, really that dumb. I've ever seen. <laughs> I'm not sure why you would need that. Yeah. Okay. This makes much more sense. I'm like that doesn't make any sense. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. No. It's Ederson than Alisson. Yeah. Right. Yeah. That makes who more are sense. still cheaper than De Gea. That's correct. Barely right. though, but yes, yeah, they barely. are cheaper. Yeah. It's yeah. just yeah. I'm, I'm, I was just thinking like David De Gea has not had a whole bunch of like ten save games or anything like that. Like I don't what what could it possibly be? Um, no. It, but going going back going back here to you know just some some big level topics. Some of the lower level teams I was noticing like we kind of talked about a few of them, but there are some lower level teams that have good fixture lists coming up. It sounds like they're all playing each other coming up is really is what's happening, right? Like if all the lower level teams are having good fixture lists, that means they must all be playing other low level teams, which means they're just playing each other. And and I guess when they play each other, Andrew, the question I'm going to pose to you, do you get excited more for the defensive or the offensive possibilities of two relegation close to relegation bound or close to relegation bound clubs. I never, I never get excited about relegation clubs defenses. So even when they play against each other. Yeah. No. Yeah. I have no interest in those guys ever. So you would be, so like, let's say Brighton and Huddersfield, right? Like you would, you would rather take the likes of, you know, Depatra, uh, Glenn Murray, Steve Mounier, if he plays for some strange reason, give give me Moy over Hatterjanaj or, uh, you know, Shane, Shane Duffy. Duffy, yeah. Well, Shane, 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 Shane Duffy's actually been good. very good. Yeah. <laughs> I take that back. Yeah, at least Chris, in FPL. I mean, fan tracks, which I EFs is the only fan tracks league that I have. But um, I mean, those guys make sense. But no, I want, I want the attackers. I want Knockhart or Solly March or Jahan Bosch or Gross. Like that's those are the guys I want. What about a guy like Sol Bamba? Uh, Sol Bamba is like a FanDuel All Star. Um, He's actually well, he's very good on played, ESPN too. The new ESPN. He's also game. played in the center of midfield a yeah. couple of times. Yep. yep. So he so he's he's probably had a lot of passes. Um. Yeah, I mean, I could look it up on RotoWire, but Sol Bamba. Yeah, for, yeah, for fan. Oh, yeah, for FanDuel, I think for FanDuel purposes, I think he gets a lot of passes completed. Oh, it's more the clearances. That too. Yeah, <laughs> yeah the which ball's helps you on that, ESPN. Ball's always back there. Yeah, exactly. Uh, exactly. Like ESPN and, uh, has clearances, and that they. Uh, yeah, I was about oh, to say, Jorginho, Jorginho must be like a yeah. FanDuel wet dream. Uh, the passes aren't actually that important on FanDuel. They are on ESPN, though. So that, that That's certainly true. I thought that you got like, a, what it's, was it, like 0.1 points for a pass? No, it's 0.1 for every five, I think. or it, It's but, low enough but, but, that I never but consider Georgie, it. Yeah, but Jorginho is getting, getting like 125, 150 passes a game. Um, Yeah, it's still not enough to justify his lack of any other Anything stat. else, yeah. Exactly. It, it is weird how he really does nothing else other than just short passing to other people that are right next to him. Yeah. I mean, he's been over 90 twice, so it's not like it's yeah. drastic. So, You're just... I, so I personally hate all those formats that have pass complete passes completed as like a, as a thing, because, you know, when you get to like the blowout games and then you get all like the two people just passing it to each other back and forth, back and forth from two feet away. Yeah. 
and that, and you and like you can see people like rooting for that because like oh I have both those players passing to each other. Ah. Passing each other yeah. I just <laughs> the the way I look at it is that you're rewarding players on teams that are already better. Like you I don't need like another reason to play Jorginho against Brighton. Like in or to play Chelsea players against Brighton. It just means I have one more Chelsea player to play. But it's not like it, it's helping me in any other situation. It's just like, oh, yeah, I could also play Jorginho, I guess. But I don't know. It's Passes are just, they just happen way too often. Which is weird well, because some, like. For we, some players, for sure. Right, right. It's just like the one, a, a big complaint about fantasy soccer is that like a lot of these things don't happen that often or that consistently. And passes like happen all the time and are very consistent. And yet here I am complaining about them. I had one last topic. Uh, that I had like written down in the back of my head, which is like literally what's happened like, did to your e- wife write it down. How does that... I, I, I actually thought about this for a little bit about writing it uh, down on the back of your head. Well, I mean, literally on the back of my head, I have a mirror, two mirrors actually to actually read it, but it's, okay. you know, it's, it's a bad system. What yeah. can I say? Yeah. It's a, uh, it, but the last thing I wanted to bring up was, you know, at, before the season started, everything kind of made sense for, heavy investment into Everton as like the, the non top six team to, to get fantasy assets from uh-huh. it just, it's kind of seemed like only one player at a time can do very well. Um, so, you know, right now we're in like a little bit of a Gilfie, uh, a Gilfie, t- uh, Sigurdsson time. Mm-hmm. And at the beginning of the season, it was Richarlison time. And I mean, it's, is there a lot of value to be had? In, an, well, in FPL format first, right? But is there any? I mean, do you see a ton of value? I mean, obviously, I, having Jordan Pickford in EFs has been a nightmare. Um, but defensively, they've just they haven't been very good. And offensively, it just really seems like it's one at a time. Uh, that's an interesting observation. I haven't. Um... And there was a Theo Walcott time in there. Yeah, too. I was going to say Walcott. Um, I haven't really looked into that. But that's an interesting observation because, I mean, anecdotally in my head, not written down on the back, um, it feels like there were there was at least one game where Richarlison and Sigurdsson both did really well peripherally. I think Sigurdsson, it was one of the games where he had, he might have had two goals that game. Um, like they are, they're good at, like they should be good. Let me rephrase. Like. We kind of talked about this early in the season. Um, I think it was right after they signed Bernard. And we were like, wow, like Sigurdsson in the 10 with Bernard and Richarlison and Walcott's a lot of speed. Like they could do a lot. And yeah, it does seem like they're so poor defensively that they really can't press as, you know, pressure in the attack as much because these guys, they just don't have the ball enough. I don't know. And, yeah. And, and, I, and I guess the last and the last, last, last question is Richarlison now playing the nine, which is something that we didn't see at the beginning of the season. Right. Um, I, I've been clamoring for Gilfie Sigurdsson to be the false nine, but it's been Richarlison. Mm-hmm. Um, do you, do you see that as a positive for him or a negative Richarlison being in the number nine role? Yeah. Um, I talked about this a little bit with Jordan on the DFS podcast because there's kind of this thought that when Richarlison plays centrally, then at least in his mind, it's like, oh, he can't cross as much. But Richarlison is not really a crosser anyway. But, you know, you can't cut inside from the wing if you're already inside. Inside. Um, so theoretically, that um, is affected. However, um, unless you're playing in a format that I'm unaware of um, cuts inside is not a fantasy stat. And so then it's like, well, we're S- successful take ons is though, but it, or key dribble or whatever they want to yeah, call it. They're called. Yeah. Um, they are, but that doesn't mean you have to be from the wing going inside. You could also be inside already, or you could just stay on the wing. Um, I think, I think tactically it's harder because sure, if sure. you're in the middle, your back is likely to the goal when you're receiving the ball. Uh, so you have to turn Maybe. first. Uh, yeah, I don't. I mean, that's not really how they play. Richard you know, Wilson, but, but you know what I mean. If you're in the traditional sure. number nine yeah, yeah. role, that's that's but what's happening. Anyway, I think it kind of falls um, in my, the same with my opinion that I think Eden Hazard is the best nine for Chelsea, 
and people are like, that's crazy because look at all the well, stuff he does. But like he has a, if you go back and look at the games where he started as a nine and the way he plays, it's not like he's just stuck in the middle. That's which true. Is exactly what Richarlison does. Well, um, that's what they should do. And that's right. especially because Theo Walcott wanted to be a center forward for all his for, entire life. He probably still does. Um, <laughs> but I think with players like Hazard and Richarlison, like playing as a nine doesn't matter. Yeah, it's, I, I guess it's just, so you think it's just a, more of a coincidence than it is a, an actual symptom of something. Yeah, I think it's actually better because it gets Tosun off the field. And I think that is somebody like Bernard is so much better. Yeah. I mean, well, just remember, I mean, I think in, in Everton's last game, right? Both Calvert Lewin and yeah. Tosun played roles and goals. You know, it's that that original front four didn't really factor much except for Bernard. Yeah, I th- they just got to figure out. Th- th- it's basically those that front four is fine, and everything else until Pickford is leaves plenty to be desired, including Pickford. Yeah, I mean, He's I'm I'm not, not great. willing to blame him for all of it, but no, but he hasn't been great. Correct, correct. At least from a fantasy perspective. Yeah, I, yeah. I can't I can't judge the tactical He's small, that's all goodness. Like the tactical goodness of goalies, that's exactly how I'm gonna put it. Mm-hmm. Uh, because I think that almost all of them are replaceable and overrated. Totally agree. I, I'm gonna take that I'm gonna take that as an omen that I need to quit while I'm yeah, ahead. So that yeah, exactly. So thank you everybody for joining us. This has been another episode of the Rotowire Fantasy Soccer Podcast. I have been Mike Gottlieb. He has always been Andrew Laird, and we will be back next week, I promise, on the Rotowire Fantasy Soccer Podcast. Thanks you all for listening. Thank you for listening to the Rotowire Fantasy Soccer Podcast. For more great content, visit rotawire.com slash soccer. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring this podcast. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System, you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. At hundreds of locations across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE system technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's U-N-I-F-Y-D healing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system.